While he's the youngest candidate running for president, Vivek Ramaswamy joins us today. We'll talk with him about patriotism, liberty, American exceptionalism, and the problems moms confront daily. He'll also give us his solutions on how to restore America's greatness. Stay with us. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, special guests tackle the issues facing the moms of America today. Discussions include personal stories and advice on how moms can build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom in their homes and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Krillitis, and thank you once again for joining us here this week. We always love it when you come by and listen to the podcast. Uh, right here on the top of the show, I always want to invite everyone to like, subscribe, and share. Um, please do that for us. That's how we're uh, getting our message out. And by the way, they are shadow banning us. So please like, uh, subscribe, and share. Also here on the top of the show, I do want to invite all of our mamas that are listening. Would you please join the movement at Moms for America if you haven't already? We are moms uniting all across the country to fight for faith family, freedom, and the constitution. So I want to invite you to check us out on our website, which is momsforamerica.us. Sign up for our newsletter, fill out the form, get our information, take advantage of all of the great resources that we have there. I've been telling everybody this, this is my new line. We are the ultimate support group for conservative moms. So we're here for you, mamas. Also, uh, if you have any ideas or topics, discussions you'd like to have or any feedback, would you please email me at podcast at momsteramerica.net? I would love to hear from you. So thanks, moms. Alrighty, on to today's program. Well, it may seem like the 2024 presidential election is a long way off, but trust me, it is right around the corner and it'll be here before you know it. Today, we are honored to have another Republican candidate join us on the Moms for America podcast. Don't you love that? They're coming by to talk with us about all these great uh, discussion points and issues that are affecting moms. Well, today we have Vivek Ramaswamy, and he is a first-generation American, and his parents immigrated here 40 years ago from India. Vivek's story is the epitome of the American dream. The New Yorker called him the CEO of anti-woke, and the Federalist said he was one of the most compelling conservative voices in the country. So this is going to be so interesting. Well, we are so excited to have you, Vivek, on the Moms for America podcast. Thank you for joining us. I know you're busy. You're a busy man. It's good to be on. I've been looking forward to this for a long time, from you know, one parent to another with, with concerns about the next generation. I think we yes. share. I mean, it's a crazy world, but before we get started, would you tell us a little bit about your family? You know, the moms love to know a little bit about everybody's family and the kids and your wife. We love to hear about them. Yeah, sure. So uh, I was born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm talking to you from my house in Columbus today. And I was uh, the kid of Indian immigrants who came to this country with not a lot of money, but with a real focus on education and the family and our faith. And that's what my upbringing looked like. Mm -hmm. I went to Harvard to study biology as an undergrad. I ended up getting into the world of biotech thereafter. I ended up founding a biotech company that I built as CEO for seven years. I developed a number of medicines that are FDA approved today. The one that I'm 
personally most proud of that's FDA approved that I had a chance to work on is a therapy in kids where 20 of them are born every year with a genetic condition. Mm. A majority of them, all of them actually die by the age of three if they're untreated. But mm. we work on a therapy where a majority of those kids live lives of a normal duration if they're treated. And so that was my world, was the world of science. I ended up leaving my job in biotech to step aside and address some of the cultural diseases in our country that mm. actually landed at the doorstep of my company. There was a demand in 2020 that I make a statement on behalf of Black Lives Matter, which I refused to do. And that led to a series of controversies that led me to do a lot of introspection and decide that, you know what, I was going to move on to a new phase of my life, making a different kind of contribution. That was in 2020. And that was a big part of the decision that drove me, actually, was that was the year that we had our first son. So. Uh... Yeah, I met my wife. She uh, she also grew up in the Midwest. I, we were next door neighbors. I was in law school at Yale and she was in med school. Okay. Yeah, we really hit it off as uh, as neighbors. And, uh, you know, we really share a deep-seated outlook for this country and a similar value set. And, you know, when our first son was born in, in February of 2020, I don't know, there's something that changed for me about... Sure. It does. It does change us, right? As soon as you become a parent, life, the whole world has a whole different perspective. That's exactly right. And that's that was the experience that Apoorva and I had. So anyway, we're raising our two sons, actually, a rarity that I'm home in midday, but I did get to put the older guy to to nap time just now, which I relish doing on the few occasions we get to on this campaign trail. Uh, Apoorva is a surgeon at Ohio State. She's a she's a throat surgeon. Wow. So we have our pursuits, but um, nice. I think the family is our foundation, and and we're now moving on to this next chapter of aiming to lead the country. Wow. Well, you've got your hands full. You've got two boys, um, and you're running for for president. I mean, um, thank you so much for sharing your background. I think it, it's so it's so nice because moms just love to know. It's very relatable. We love to know who is championing and what their homes look like and what their background is. So special hello to your wife there too. Uh, we appreciate the mama so much. Um, now I love to just understand why you decided to run for president. I mean, this is a big undertaking. You're in a, you're in a tough year. You're in a Trump year. Um, why now? Why are you running for the, to be president of the United States? And by the way, every, everyone, I was just mentioning that I was going to be interviewing you and you've got a really nice fan base of people that really appreciate your message. So you're resonating. You're resonating. You know, I didn't, if you asked me a year ago, would I run for president? <laughs> yeah, right. You would have said, I would have no. said you're crazy. <laughs> I, I would have said, I would have said that's, that's, a, that's a crazy idea. We're living a, a great life here. We have a three-year-old. <laughs> we have a guy who's turning, a little guy who's turning one in, a, in, a, in just a little bit. And so, you know, this was, this was a very different world. And I was starting a, a businesses. I had started a business here in Columbus right. called Strive. It competes with BlackRock. I've written three books. This life is good. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm still, you know, we, we believe we're making a difference for the country through the books that I write, through the businesses that we're starting. But I took a big step back late last year. Apoorva and I both did. And we asked ourselves, what's really going on in the country that we are going to fix in, a, in, the, mm-hmm. in the most effective way we can? Mm-hmm. And the reality is, while I was building a business like Strive to compete against BlackRock, which uses retirees' money to force 
political agendas onto corporate America. Mm. That trick of the woke industrial complex in America, it only works if we have a culture that's willing to buy up what they're selling. Mm. Okay. Sure, I'm 37 sure. years old. I was born in 1985. I'm a millennial. I, that actually makes me the first millennial ever to run for U.S. president as a Republican. Right. And I think the thing that's going on in our generation that I think I have a deep grasp of, I have a deep understanding of it, I'm part of this generation, is that we are hungry for a cause. Mm. We are so hungry for purpose and meaning yeah. and identity at a time when the things that used to fill our hunger, pick your favorite one, faith, patriotism, hard work, family, all of these things have disappeared at the same time. Right. And that leaves a vacuum in its wake, a black hole. Mm. That's what allows the poison to fill the void. You're right. And so last December, we were on vacation when we were when we really got serious about this. Let me take a step back here. We had, we had our second son last year, built a new business. It was one whirlwind. But then you, at the end of the year, we take a big step back and reflect it on. How are we actually going to fill that void? Mm. That's really the question. The void in mm -hmm. our generation. How do we fill that void before our kids graduate from 12th grade? I think that's the time horizon mm -hmm. we're looking at as a country. If we don't fix it before my son, who's entering preschool next year, graduates from 12th grade, right. I don't think we have a country left. I know. I agree. It is, I, an, it is an emergency. It it's really an emergency, is. But yeah. the thing that we in the conservative movement, myself included, had been doing for years was that we're pointing to the problem, the poison, and we're playing whack-a-mole one at a time. Right. Without That's actually amazing. asking the question of how we fill that void ourselves with our own vision. Yeah. We're running from something. Mm -hmm. How do we start running to something? We right. got What's the solution? Vision. Exactly. What's our vision of what it means to be American? Right. We have to offer our own vision. And so the left, when they feed us you know, race, gender, sexuality, climate, we can't just be playing defense on that right. game. We have to start talking about the individual, yeah. the family, the nation, God. Yeah. This is our vision, and that beats the woke vision any day of the week. But what I saw was a vacuum in our movement where you know, I think many conservatives, and for a while, myself even included, were focused on stamping out the poison, but without mm -hmm. offering a vision of our own, and especially right. young people in this country, that's what we actually need to give them. So that's what called me into this. And and I think Reagan did it in 1980. If mm -hmm. he were alive and well, I would not be in this race. I'd be supporting him and changing the country in other ways. Mm -hmm. But he's yeah. not. And I think that that's right. part of what called me into the race. Yeah. Well, obviously, it's very personal. Um, you know, and, and this is what we say at Moms for America, too, that moms are the answer families are the answer. We have to be training our children and cultivating their hearts and their souls. Otherwise, they're, if we don't teach them a love of America, if we don't teach them the principles of liberty, there won't be an America for them to even enjoy or um, dream about the American dream. Um, so now you talk a lot about um, your calling American, America's exceptionalism. That's really become a part of your what you're championing and all of these um, beautiful uh, virtues that you talked about. What are you seeing as you're going across the country? Because moms, as moms like me, moms like your wife, uh, as you see this across the country, it's a scary place because it is becoming, it's decaying. America is decaying. Um, and we're worried about it. What can we do about it, Vivek? I think not all solutions are going to start in the government. 
but the government does have a role to play as well. There's a deep loss of civic pride in the country. Mm-hmm. Less than 16% of Gen Z says they're proud to be an American. 25% recruitment deficit in the military. One thing that's particularly damning, I think, is that there was a recent survey actually that found that 60% of young Americans would sooner give up their right to vote than to give up their access to TikTok. I'm not making this up. And so this is this is shocking. where we are. Right. This is where it we is are shocking. now. It is shocking. And I think that the question is, how do we revive that missing national pride? Mm-hmm. There's not going to be one silver bullet, but there's some of the things I talk about that are different than Republicans or Democrats. I'm a conservative, but this isn't a partisan point. I think that every high school student in this country should be required to pass the same civics test that an immigrant has to pass mm-hmm. in order to become a voting citizen of this country. Mm-hmm. You only value a country that you know something about, that you have a right. stake in, in creating and building, not just inheriting passively. I think the economic stagnation is a big problem in our country as well. We're slated to grow at less than 1% GDP growth this year. Well, young people, I think all of us, for that matter, we tend to be more proud of a country where we're all prospering and making Mm -hmm. more money in that country. Mm -hmm. How do we grow the economy? It's actually less complicated than it seems. Yeah, how how do we? Because we, we, we can't, you know, the moms are really, the economy is crushing House households, and then moms are having to go back and work more. The family, I mean, it affects all of us. This economy, it, it, inflation is is out of control. It is, and I'll tell you a big part of what's driving it. One of the things driving it is this climate cult in the United States that shackles the U.S. while leaving nations like China untouched. Right. So, simple formula for unlocking the economy: unleash American energy. Yes, burn, energy independence. Crack, again. Burn coal, embrace nuclear energy put people back to work by stopping paying them to stay at home. Mm -hmm. That's a big part of one of the obstacles for businesses to grow today is hiring good workers. Mm -hmm. Reform of the Fed is critical. That's a technical issue, but I would restore dollar stability at the U.S. Federal Reserve as its sole mandate. Mm -hmm. And then shut down the administrative state. I mean, there's, there's three branches of government in the United States. There's supposed to be at least. But today, the reality is it's the fourth branch, the administrative state, that wields all the power. They also impose the regulations that act like a wet blanket on the U.S. economy. That alone has us growing at over 4% GDP growth. And when we're growing again, and our economy is growing, young people, all of us, tend to be more proud of a country where we're actually leading the way rather than playing from behind. So that's just a a taste of, you know, the revival of civic duty, civics test to graduate from high school, be it the revival of an economy. That actually gives us that sense of individual pride and accomplishment as a country. That's what's going to be an all of the above approach. And I bring a clear vision when I'm thinking about what it takes to lead the country. The few things that I want to deliver, shut down the administrative state, declare independence from China. Yeah, These things promote the economy and they result in national pride. And that's what I'm they aiming do. at. They do. Along with these issues, thank you for for touching on those. I mean, I know we could talk for hours on each of those, but I would love to just talk a little bit about um, the whole woke culture that is 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 um, 
I, I, I guess I would just say just really compromising and attacking our children. We've got biological men in women's sports. I'd love to get your take on what we can do to stop that and protect our women, protect our girls, safe spaces, safe competition. Um, and then I'd also like to just talk about um, the schools and the attack on parents. Uh, I mean, obviously, you've got little ones coming up. Can you even go to the public schools anymore? We don't think so. It's just not even you can't, we don't, we, you can't give them over to the government schools and you can't even let them compete in a sport now. Yeah. So I'll address the transgenderism epidemic yeah. in the country, because I think it is, again, one of these symptoms of a deeper problem. Mm-hmm. Transgenderism is a mental health condition, full stop. When you think your biological sex does not match your gender as a kid, that means something else is going wrong. Right. And I think that the compassionate thing to do is not to affirm that kid's confusion. That is not compassion. That is cruelty. What we need to do is actually figure out what else is going wrong in that kid's life. But you're not allowed to ask that question anymore. You're not. Yeah. It's deemed to be transphobic. Well, we're going to change that. We're going to start speaking the truth without apology. There are two genders. If you have two X chromosomes and female sex organs, you're a woman. If you have an X and a Y chromosome and you have male sex organs, you're a man. Full stop. That's hard biology. You don't have to resort to any other arbiter than the scientific definition of what it means to be a man and a woman. And my view is if you're a fully grown adult, you're free to live your life how you want to live it. It's part of what it means to live in a free country. But kids aren't the same as adults. And we're not going to change our definitions of how the rest of us live our lives, including how we compete in sports, including how we sort out which bathrooms or locker rooms people use. Mm on the basis of one fringe, really mental health condition in the country. You're free to live your life how you want. So this is not about impeding on anyone else's rights, but there can't be a person in the other direction either. That's where I come out on this. Okay, It's a symptom of this deeper mental health epidemic. And I mean, is it an accident that we see the rise of transgenderism at the same time that we see a rise- Exploding, exploding. But depression, anxiety, suicide, talking about- drug usage in the country. These are symptoms of a deeper loss of self-confidence and purpose Mm -hmm. and meaning in America. That's what we actually need to see. And so just in the same way that we don't reaffirm somebody's drug addiction by serving them more drugs, I don't think that we should treat transgenderism any differently. We got to get to the root cause and that vacuum of purpose and meaning. That's what we need more of in the country. Right. And along with this, uh, we're seeing either the schools are keeping things secret from the parents or they're yes. putting sexual material in the schools, which is horrific. And the libraries, I mean, we see parents all across the country rising up, going to the school board meetings, taking their kids out of school, homeschooling, all of this, because they're not even letting parents know what's happening. Parental rights are are being attacked. What about restoring that and letting the parents parent their children and not the government? Joe Biden said, right? The kids are ours once they come to school. Mm, no, they're not. <laughs> I don't know how anybody has the even just the the wherewithal to say something like that. But of course, or Terry McCullough in in Virginia. I mean, it's the same story. Right, the same thing. Over. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'll say one and look thing. what happened. Right? They just. I'm glad they said it out loud because yeah. they're behaving accordingly anyway. So let's smoke it out and have the debate. I'd rather right have that smoked out and be able to talk about it in the open than to claim. Right. They agree with us when, in fact, they're behaving in a different direction. Right. New Hampshire is one of these states. It's got a Republican governor, Republican control of both chambers of the legislature. 
that aimed to pass a simple parental rights bill whose main tenet was that if the child in class identifies as a different gender than their biological sex, the parent has a right to know. That couldn't pass a Republican-controlled legislature, Insane. and the governor, Republican governor remained silent on it as well. Mm -hmm. That shows where we are, because there's a deeper philosophy. Who determines the education of children? Mm -hmm. I have a clear answer to that question. As a parent, I think it's the same answer you have. Parents determine yes. the education of their children. And I just think that this is an example of a deeper problem we have in our right. country, speaking the basic truth. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do in this campaign is, mm -hmm. and the way we'll lead the country. Right. Speak the basic, we just summarize some of the things we talked about, right? God is real. Mm -hmm. There are two genders. Fossil fuels are required for human prosperity. Reverse racism is racism. Mm -hmm. Parents determine the education of their children. Mm -hmm. The nuclear family is the best known form of governance right. to mankind. These are the, these things are true. Right? I mean, I could go on, right? right? The U.S. Constitution is the strongest guarantor of liberty in human history. Bring the it back to the basics. That's right. These things are true. Yeah, they're and fundamental. Our, our culture is founded on the truth. Yes. It's who we are. And I think we live in a moment where we have to stand up for the truth. We should not yeah. apologize for the truth. That's why I love you guys, what you do. That's, that's, that's our mission. for the truth. Right. We are reclaiming the culture for truth, family, freedom and the constitution. That's what we do here at Moms for America. That's our goal. And, I, and I'm it. resonating with that, everything you're saying, because it, it is the truth is the foundation of our great country. And if we, if we don't have things that are fundamental, that we agree on, that we've, we've, we've left and we've abandoned, you know, so goes the country and so goes the children, which is the scariest part of it all. Um, can I ask you about the border too? You know, fentanyl crisis yeah. is something moms are so, not only is it education, is it parental rights? Is it, you know, a, a safe school, safe environment, safe community? We've got all these drugs coming across and the fentanyl crisis is, is horrific. All of us are being affected by this. I have a, uh, you know, a nephew that 27 died from fentanyl laced, um, uh, Xanax. So this is every corner of our country. What about that, Vivek? What can we do? Well, one of the things I'm doing is in every state we're visiting, we're actually meeting with parents mm -hmm. who have lost children to this yeah. fentanyl epidemic. And one of the things I've learned is I don't even refer to it as fentanyl overdose anymore. We should call it what it is. It is poisoning. Poison. I mean, yes. your nephew, I'm sorry to hear about his Tragic, yeah. tragic, failed, tragic suffering of, of, you know, and death. It sounds like he, he died. He did. Yeah. And, and, sorry, and you're, you're and hearing this that's all, that's and we're hearing this from moms all everywhere. Someone is touched with someone having, taking something that is laced with fentanyl. I mean, right. it is like you're saying that they, they're poisoning our kids. It's like bioterrorism. It's closer to bioterrorism than it is to something yes. else. You think you're taking one thing. It's one thing if you, if you take one <sighs> thing, you think what you're taking and then you overdose or whatever. It's another you know, if it was in a Big Mac, we wouldn't call it an overdose. We'd call it what it is, poisoning. It is. And so this is intentional, though. Yeah. On behalf of the Chinese Communist Party, they view themselves as in a modern opium war with the United States, providing raw materials from Wuhan, China, not making this up, to Mexican drug cartels south of our own border, pumping it up across the southern border. The good news is this is solvable. I've said that we're not just going to build the wall. Real, the reality is... There's vehicles, I mean, tunnels running through underground tunnels underneath the wall. 
We have to use our own military to secure our own southern border instead of somebody else's border and God knows where. Secure our own southern border. This is solvable. And I want to go back to that earlier discussion. And this, you know, if we wrap up on this one, I think it's a good point is that talk about national pride. That's how we revive it, mm-hmm. is by actually restoring mm-hmm. purpose to our institutions, like the US right. military. You have a 25% recruitment deficit today, but imagine if the U.S. military has secured our southern border, solved that fentanyl crisis, 50 times the number of people who died on 9-11 are slated to die this year of fentanyl that crosses the southern border, 200 per day. Mm -hmm. Think about what that would do to our sense of pride in the military, pride of being an American, solving an actual problem that people across this country face. Then we would have hope again, right? Because we we would know we're, right. And we can, and that is why I'm in this. Is I believe it is possible for us not to just be in decline, but for us to be in our ascent as a nation. I don't think I have to be the only young one, right? I'm the young one in this race, but I think our nation is itself a little young, going through our own version of adolescence. That's where I think we are. We have this mm-hmm. identity crisis when we go through adolescence. That's what happens. Yeah. I want us to get to our adulthood of rediscovering who we really are. And I think we can get there, but it's going to take all of us to do our part. And I'm so grateful for moms like you across this country, moms across America, who are doing theirs. I think it starts in the household, but there's a part of the job that needs to start with the White House as well, the household of our nation. You know, moms, we're looking, we're, we're craving leadership. We, we were looking for good leaders to rise up and to save this country and save the future because, uh, boy, do we need it. Boy, do we need it. Thank you for what, what you're doing, Vivek. We so, we so appreciate you putting your hat in the ring and just uh, championing truth. So any last com- comments for the moms as, as we leave? One thing I'll say is just as a speaking as one parent to another here is, yeah. I think a lot about this. I think that it's important for the revival of that national character around the institution of the family, reviving faith, reviving a commitment to the Constitution, the things we share in common. I do think we live in a moment where it's important to have someone in the White House where, speaking as a parent myself, I would be able to look my two sons in the eye Mm. and say, I want you to grow up and be like him. It's been a long time since I think we've had a president to whom at least I could say that in good conscience to my two sons. And if we're successful in getting there, that's the standard I want you holding me to Mm -hmm. as your next president. That's what I need to live up to. And I think we go further with our own agenda, securing the border, ending the fentanyl crisis, ending race-based preferences in America, everything we've shut down the Department of Education. We go further with our own agenda if we're doing it based on moral foundations and first principles, not just vengeance and grievance. We had to be running to something, as I said. And so that's the standard I want you to hold me to. I will ask you to hold me to. Right. If I'm your next president, that's what I'm aiming to be. And and I'm so grateful for what you do. It's going to take all of us to revive this country. It is. Includes moms across the country. We're depending on you. So yeah. thank you so much. Well, thank you, sir. We uh, we know how busy you are. And thanks for taking time out to share your vision, a little bit about your background, your family, and um, I guess your dream for America. So, I mean, it sounds, it's it's a it's a big task. And boy, you'll have your hands full there in Washington, but 
sounds like you, uh, you're pretty determined. So we, we, we love this. And I, you know, Purva wanted to say hello, but maybe sometime she'll, she'll, uh, she'd love to talk to you all too. She's at uh, work today, but, but uh, I told her I was talking to you all. And so maybe sometime we can have the conversation together or maybe you and she can meet as well. That'd be yeah. great. Well, we love those mamas and, yeah. uh, we're behind you. We're behind your family. We're behind all the families across our great nation because we just, we want there to be an America. We want our kids to have all those beautiful be. opportunities. So we'll God bless sure. you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Guys. Thanks. Well, thank you, Vivek, for a great conversation. We so appreciate you stopping by and taking time out today um, and just in discussing these important issues. So, so appreciate it. By the way, moms, we have invited all of the presidential candidates on both sides of the aisles to come over here and uh, talk with us. We really want to hear what they have to say about the issues that affect moms, um, just like we did with these candidates already. So super thank you to uh, Vivek and to Nikki Haley that have stopped by so far. And uh, we're looking forward to more great discussions with other candidates. Also, moms, as we're talking about the election, we do want to make sure that you stop by our mom vote section on our website website. Again, that's momsforamerica.us. Look at MomVote. It has all the information. It talks about the party platforms. It has voter guides. Uh, you can register to vote, tells you when, you know, all of these things about your primary in your state. Very, very helpful because we do know that moms are a very important part of this election. They're 50%, right? They're a very powerful force and we do need to be voting our values and our vote is our voice. So please stop by um, our mom vote section on our website as well and um, get any other information that you may need uh, about getting registered. All right, as I also mentioned, when you do stop by our website, sign up for our newsletter. Uh, we would love to be communicating with you every week. We have podcasts that go out, resources, webinars, all kinds of classes. Again, our resources. We are here to help you in your journey through motherhood with resources that will help you raise patriotic kids and save our country. And uh, we've got all kinds of great information there. We always say it's from the kitchen table to Congress. We have it all. And we surely do. Again, momsforamerica.us. When you're there, check out our signature program, which is called the Cottage Meetings. These are so um, these are so great for you, mom. There's 12 lessons that uh, will inspire and educate you about America's heritage. Uh, so you can teach those principles of liberty to your children, teach them to your kids. Uh, this is how we save America. This is how we restore patriotism in every home across America. So please check out our Cottage Meetings. It will really impact your family and it'll also help you impact your community. I'll, I'll a lot of moms get very involved and inspired after they take our cottage meetings. So for parental rights to public policy, from the kitchen table to the boardroom, Moms for America has it all. And again, it is all on our website. Moms, we say this every week. We believe that liberty begins at home and that you, you mamas, you are the heartbeat of America and you are the heartbeat of your home. So again, we are here to support you. All righty. Like, subscribe, share this podcast with your mama friends. Tell them about our podcast. We're here every week talking about topics, um, discussions, and just relative, relative to who we are as moms. We hope that they're inspiring and we hope that they're educational. All right, moms, I will see you next week. Tell your mama friends about our podcast. Uh, tune in again. And as always, let's keep changing our world one home at a time, moms. See you soon.